0: This is Save, Sell, Chanel, episode 29. Today is Sunday, July 21st, 2019. And if you're new to this podcast, this podcast is dedicated to the different ways I save and sell the week prior. And it's raw, unedited, and uncut so that I can share with you the thoughts that I have from my experience the week prior. And this podcast is a way to keep myself accountable. And it's a way for me to look back next year to see how my progress went in terms of my saving journey, saving time, money, the environment, and selling on different e-commerce platforms. I'm also on a healthy wage journey. I'm trying to lose weight before January so that I can um, earn almost $2,000. And right now, my biggest struggle is with that. So um, I haven't really been on track. There have been a couple of things that have been going on a lot with my family and um I just came back from my trip from Chicago. I was in Chicago for three weeks trying to help take care of a family member. If you're not already, follow me on Instagram, SaveSellsChanel, there. I try to share with you daily my daily saving and selling journey, but also more of my personal stuff that's going on in my life. Um, the past three weeks, I've been helping a family member clean out her closet. And I did, uh, decided to do the approach of the Marie Kondo or Con Marie method of focusing on clearing out the closet. If you listen to my previous podcasts the week prior, we went through each and every single item in her closets and she kept what she truly loved. And then from there, I made a pile in the basement so that friends and family could select items that they would love to add to their closet as well. There were hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of articles of clothing. There were shoes, there were accessories, there was jewelry, so... And um, there were a lot of items that were new in tag, some items that were from the 80s. A lot of items were in her closet, and I'm really happy that I was able to find new homes for a vast majority of the clothing. I had to leave before I could really finalize the process. I plan on going back to Chicago sometime in August... I'm not quite sure when I do have to talk to people at my day job to finalize everything. Um, I do my podcast and selling on e-commerce part time. I do have a full time job and I've been so blessed to have a company that really is supportive of the situation in my life because a vast majority of corporations or companies would not um, be supportive even though this is a very challenging time, challenging chapter in my life. So I'm really happy that I have a company, I work for a company that is supportive of the struggles that I'm going through right now. So I really need to appreciate that because not many people have the opportunity to still keep their job and still have a work-life balance, still have put family first and still be able to do all of the other things that I truly love in my life, which is networking, supporting other people in their passions. So a couple things I want to talk about in this podcast specifically is on Friday, I came back, um, I flew in on Friday um, afternoon, took a nap, and then went to happy hour with uh, two, two of my fellow PFFs, two people that I met during the Posh and Sip event. And We sat down at Chili's and we talked for quite some time and it was really nice to come back to feeling a little To feeling normal um, at the past three weeks emotionally and physically. It was draining for me It was nice to switch gears and to talk to people about Poshmark and e-commerce selling and, and just creating a YouTube channel or just People's helping share my knowledge with other people. It was so refreshing for me to feel back, feel how I used to when I would just go and have conversations with people about e-commerce and saving time, money, the environment and networking with other people. So come up and we sat at Chili's for I was there for about four hours. So it was a really good conversation and there were just so many topics that we touched on. I want to do I do want to talk about a couple things that were my takeaways for that conversation. One of the takeaways I wanted to talk about was creating a YouTube channel. Now I too when I started my YouTube channel in October I was extremely hesitant to even start one um, but I tried. I was following Solange Mina um, on YouTube for quite some time and I still do but she was actually one that encouraged me to go ahead and start one. And the reason why I wanted to start a YouTube channel is because I I took the plunge and why I didn't initially want to start one is because of the issue of privacy. Now, people need to keep in mind that once you start a YouTube channel, you will have, you know, there will be people who dislike your content and there will be people who really love your content. And starting a YouTube channel is very time-consuming. If you're constantly putting up videos, it is time-consuming. And there are different approaches. I'm not by any means an expert, but I have put out... uh, Let me take a look here. I believe almost 50 videos on my YouTube channel. And I haven't posted a video since um, May. But even in that time, I've been able to accomplish a lot. So let me take a look here. So... Although I haven't posted anything, I've been getting new followers while I've been taking care of my family and trying to focus on my e-commerce sales and trying to build that up and putting together the Posh and Sip event. So I actually have 43 videos up and I've been, I'm actually really behind on my YouTube channel too. I have in my videos that I need to edit, I have about 12 videos that I have yet to start editing. So there's a lot of new content that's coming up. Um, I'm just so behind. I have so much information, and I don't have the time to edit. So the approaches that you can do for YouTube can be one of two ways. So um, an example of just a casual, more casual channel is going to be Ronnie Hart, Hart's Motors Company. He is, if you don't know who he is, he pretty much does... High-end clothing. He's a full-time reseller. He's one of, I considered one of the OGs in terms of selling. He and Craigslist Hunter have been selling for years now. Hearts Motors, um, Ronnie Hart has been selling really high-end clothing. He finds them because he's on the East Coast near Cape Cod. He'll find them at state sales, garage sales, thrift stores. But it's usually, you know, networking and really finding and sourcing locally. So he's been doing that for years and has been making a full-time income from it. Now, what I, he usually does in terms of a YouTube channel is going to be just doing a live stream, recording that, and then uploading it. He does very minimal editing in terms of putting his videos together. But for me, my approach is going to be editing and creating. That's one of the therapeutic ways for me to create my own video. And I only use iMovie at this time because I'm on a budget and I don't want to spend money yet on any other um movie editing software until I know for sure I have a certain number of followers, maybe after I get a thousand followers or I start making income from YouTube and I'll go and invest, reinvest that money that I make from YouTube and put it back towards, um, purchasing a more, um, a better movie editing software, but at this time I'm totally using free And not only that, it links to the journey that I'm trying to share with you, which is the saving portion, which is letting you know that no matter where your income bracket is, that even if you have to start at the beginning of not having very much money, there are things that you're gonna have to do competing with other people, which is either you have time, talent, or the money to get to the goal that you're trying to do. I am working on the talent to get better at editing movies. I don't have the money, but I do have the time. Um, I don't, I'm going to make the time to make my talent better to make money later on. I know some people at the beginning, when they create their YouTube channel, before they even plunge in there, they'll go ahead and buy the equipment. They'll go ahead and buy the software, and that's good for them. But a lot of people who want to go and create a YouTube channel don't have the income to do so. That is a large investment, and I don't recommend doing that unless you are absolutely certain that you really enjoy creating YouTube content or really love having making high quality videos or photos for Instagram. To keep in mind, if you don't like doing this, it becomes very time consuming. And I watched other YouTube channels as well who said the same thing. Don't go ahead and completely jump off the deep end and then regret it later on. Spending because some people do spend hundreds even thousands of dollars on equipment before even putting their first video out. Which if that's fine, you have that disposable income, that's completely fine, go ahead and do that. But for I feel like a vast majority of us, we're just trying to get our feet wet and create a YouTube channel to go ahead and share our own stories. And that's why I completely want to support people who do create YouTube channels because I know what it feels like to have to invest your time to figure out the algorithm, to go and do all of the hard work just to go ahead and build your YouTube channel. So. Um, And for those of you who've been following me or have subscribed to my Save Cell Chanel channel, I greatly appreciate it. I put in a lot of work um, end of last year, early this year to help build the channel. And before I would actually put out two to three videos a week, I haven't been able to do so since May because I just, life happens. Um, my, I've been putting my family first. There was a lot that happened, and I had family f- f- flying in from the Philippines, from Arizona, and all these family members in the Chicagoland area that I had to um, talk to and take care of my relatives. And it was just a lot of things going on. At the same time, everything is that it's just like after I had my passion sip pretty much hit the ground running with spending time with my family and I'm really thankful and blessed that in the time that I was in Chicago my husband was able to go ahead and ship out all of my packages and luckily he was able to ship out all my packages and all I got five star reviews on everything. He even told me, he's like, you know, I was really worried about whether or not you're even going to have good reviews because I didn't go above and beyond in terms of packaging how you normally do, which is, you know, doing thank you cards and everything. I just packaged it up, put them in either poly mailers or priority mailboxes and shipped them out because I didn't want to overcomplicate anything. And this is to show you something because he shipped out on three out of the four platforms that I currently sell on, which is eBay, Poshmark and Mercari. And all of those platforms, even though there was a slight delay, I didn't even ship out the same day or the day after. There was either a two to three day delay, but I communicated with people, but I still got good reviews. I still got five stars. I didn't get as many love notes or comments or whatnot as I normally do, but I still got five star reviews. And so I kind of experiment just to see whether or not it's really important to do or go above and beyond, which is giving free items or doing thank you cards or adding a too much pizzazz in terms of packaging. It was a good experiment to see that not everyone really needs all of that. Maybe you're someone who doesn't have the money to put in towards extra packaging or thank you cards or extra free get freebies, which I don't do freebies either because that's going to cut into my profits. I don't do that because I don't have the money for it. I'm here to sell things out of my closet or things that I find or thrift. And if you're just trying to make some extra money and you need the income, then I wouldn't recommend going and buying extra items um, if you don't have to. Um, And this experiment was really good to see that you don't have to put all these fancy things if you don't want to. And keep in mind in terms of Being more eco-friendly, some of these items that you are adding may not be recyclable and are just being added to the landfill. So finding more sustainable solutions in terms of packaging, that's something I'm going to think about. A vast majority of my stuff is recyclable that I use. I use boxes that were given to me from coworkers or from my mother-in-law, so I recycle boxes. I try not to use as many USPS boxes because those are brand new boxes, and I try to use... uh, cardboard boxes that are from my coworkers, my husband's purchasing on Amazon. I try to recycle these boxes because the en- amount of energy and water that's needed to create brand new boxes, it's not as environmentally friendly as you may think. Keep in mind that if you are using fresh new boxes every single time, that it does add to the cost and cost and of water and energy to make a brand new box. So by finding more sustainable solutions, you are definitely helping the environment even if you're going to reuse a box at least one time. At least that's one box that is being reused and you're not creating a new box that um, for every single package that you have. Um, the next thing I do want to talk about in terms of that conversation that I had on last Friday was how do you know when it's time to scale your uh, business? Now, everyone is completely different. For me personally, I don't do a couple things like everyone else. I don't have a virtual assistant and I don't have so many listings that are get out of hand. And the reason why I try to stay around the 200-250 active listing mark across four platforms is because it starts getting really crazy. And because I sell on four platforms, and because I have all of these other social media things, and now I added last week, I added my own website, com, and definitely subscribe to my newsletter. I created a blog as well. So now I have on my plate, I have my day job, I have a this podcast, a YouTube channel, an Instagram that I have to maintain, I have a LinkedIn, and now I have a blog And then on top of that, I'm married, and I also try to be active in the Poshmark community, doing social events, and I also have stuff with my family. So although I do not have, um, I'm not focused, completely focused on one platform, you have to know what is an active listing range that you are comfortable with. So my strategy in terms of selling is always keeping my active listings around 200 to 250. Right now, I'm gonna be honest, I haven't been posting as much as I should. It's about 145 listings on Poshmark. And um, keep in mind, there are some hard goods and other things that are not listed on Poshmark because they're not allowed on the platform. That's where I use eBay and Mercari to list some of the other um, goods that can't be sold on Poshmark. So keeping that in mind, I try to keep it around the 200 range or so, but my strategy isn't completely to sit on items all the time. I need to move things so that I'm rotating things in, rotating things out. That doesn't mean that I'm trying not trying to put my active listings higher maybe to the 300 mark where I would be more comfortable um the reason being is that I because I one of the benefits of being part of a Poshmark community and finally joining a share group it has helped me stay accountable and I have been able to sell more items especially while I was out in Chicago so one of the share groups they do daily sharing with, with where you have to list at least two items and then they'll share your closet and you share people's closets back that exposure has really helped me to gain more sales and it's helped me to stay accountable to find new listings even if i was out of town and didn't have my own inventory i had a lot of pictures in my photo um in my on my phone that i've taken of other listings or other items that i hadn't listed yet And that's one of the tricks, especially if you're going out of town or maybe you're busy, always have a set of photos that even if you are on the train, on a plane, just have some downtime that you can go ahead and list while you're waiting. That is one of my biggest tips that I do for saving time is I don't watch a lot of television. And when I do have downtime, whether it's hanging out at the airport, sitting in a car, waiting at a doctor's appointment or anything like that, I'll always go and start drafts on eBay and start putting the drafts there. So that why at the time I'm on a desktop, I'll go ahead and list and then cross post to the different platforms, Poshmark, Mercari and Depop. But that's my always my process is selling a th- uh, posting on eBay first and then selling a uh, posting on the three the other three platforms. But you always need to know that if you start having a closet that is not shareable in a timely manner, you may want to look into getting a virtual assistant. I personally don't have one because I feel like my closet is manageable and sharing in a timely manner. I do share a vast majority of my closet from my phone. It is easier on an iPad, but I usually don't have an iPad with me at all times. But anytime you have any downtime, I recommend going on your Poshmark closet and sharing and sharing back. I know a lot of people don't really share back other people's closets, and that's fine. I know their time is extremely valuable, but I feel like it's really good exposure to share to other people, especially if those people who have shared your closets have more followers than you. It definitely gives you more exposure and a higher percentage of making a sale. The next thing I want to talk about in terms of saving money, um, one of the ways that I was able to save money this week is that I reached out to a couple thrift stores in the San Antonio area to see if they would help with a um, just getting a discount or giving some funds towards the segment that I'm going to do on July 30th on Great Day San Antonio. So I'm going to um, do a little a new segment in the morning to, um, in regards to thrifting in the San Antonio area. And you know, it's something that I really love and enjoy. And it's something I do not only in San Antonio. I have done it in Chicago. I've done it in Houston. And anywhere I go, I'll, I've even done thrifting in Austin. So I really have a good comparison of how to thrift at these different locations. And why I love thrifting in San Antonio is there are constantly thrift stores throughout the entire city that people don't even know about. Even if you Google thrift stores near me, there is so many thrift stores in that area that haven't even been pulled up by Google or some of the thrift stores that are already closed. So you have to really have to you actually have to go and do some treasure hunting yourself. Maybe keep a spreadsheet or just know um, where you've gone before. So one of the ways that I keep a little, keep track of some of the places I've gone to is I'll go and put them on my Instagram stories, or I'll go on my Facebook page and tag like different locations I've been to and check in there. Um, but it's really important to make sure you keep an idea of what thrift stores are worth your time, which ones you should be going to, especially if you're a full-time or part-time reseller where you do need to go thrifting to have new inventory. I think it's really essential for you to have a knowledge base of the thrift stores coming around and to stay ahead of the different things. The other thing that I want to talk about is that... um, I was able to find two, I was able to meet up with two of the three models this weekend to put their clothes together, their outfits together. Um, So huge thank you to Uptown Cheapskate Huebner, the Huebner location, for helping us out with that. We got the first model for the work outfit. It was really good. And um, Silver Serena is going to be modeling that. And if you want to check out her Instagram, her Instagram is going to be... Hold on, I'm pulling it up right now. Um... Silver, S I L V E R dot Serena, S I R E N A. And so she is going to be modeling the work outfit. She is a mother hustler who I have met at that Posh and Sip event. And Hanger Honey Christina, she is going to be, um, She's going to be the one. I mean, hanger honey Catherine. Sorry, hanger honey Catherine. Hanger honey spelled H A N G E R H O N E Y. She will be sporting the summer look. And then I have another um, another uh, model who I haven't met yet. She's going to be modeling on um, shopping with me next Friday. So we're gonna put her outfit together. And after that. We will, I still have to find an outfit for myself. So there's a lot of things going on, but I was able to save money on these outfits just by reaching out to local thrift stars just to see if they would be willing to partner with me on this and um, basically trying to network together or trying to put San Antonio on the map. I feel that San Antonio is a market that a lot of people keep thinking about. And from a perspective, someone like myself that comes from a big city such as Chicago and Houston, I feel that San Antonio has so much more to offer per capita. And uh, it's really important for us to really maximize these thrift stores and to help with a sustainable fashion mission and to keep these clothing and thrift items out of landfills. It's truly important. And it's really great about me taking um, Christina and Catherine over to Uptown Cheapskate. They have never been there before, so it was really good for them to find out what, what an Uptown cheapskate is um, they and n- they've they seen it before, but they never walked in and the Uptown cheapskate Huebner is my favorite one to go to because everything is super organized. The pricing is affordable. The pricing is priced right And if you're looking for something for your own wardrobe, it's not something completely um, Expensive but at the same time if you need to go and sell clothing in your own closet And you want to get some cash or credit, store credit towards your future purchases, you can definitely do that too. I really enjoy um, that these two ladies. They're like, well, this is a great way if I have some inventory or I have clothes that, you know, aren't, aren't moving in my Poshmark closet. Maybe I can make some space and use this, too. And I t- it was a, just a great win-win for everyone. Um, it's all about knowledge and exposure. Not a lot of people know about Uptown Sheepsgate Heebner, And I'm really glad that I was able to share that location with two other people. The next thing I want to talk about is during this segment that I will be talking about, you know, different tips on how to thrift and why I do enjoy thrifting aside from the fact that I love saving money, but that's also the fact that you find new New a wide range of things new and vintage items and you mix and match the old and the new to create your own individual style yes there are things that people want to be on trend every single summer but I feel that classic looks, showing your own individual style is more important than just trying to follow the crowd by thrifting you create something unique, something that's memorable, something that other people can't just get off of the rack right away and if they do maybe you can go ahead and Um, alter it to fit your uh, silhouette a little bit better than others but that's why I love thrifting it's treasure hunting to me and it's also a way for me to save a lot of money Um, and I also want to talk about um, how I'm going to go to the next Potion sip event in Austin Everyday style. She went to my Posh and Sip event in June and her Posh and Sip event is going to be at the Wonder Bar in Austin on August 10th. It's going to be from 2 to 4 p.m. I'm really excited. It is a free event and I'm also going to be spending time with my mother-in-law. I told her I would spend time with her for my her birthday and my birthday, so we're kind of in the middle combining having a girls weekend Um, it, this year has just been super crazy. I haven't, you know, as I stated before, I've been spending so much time with my side of the family the past three weeks. And then I spent time with them in May. And so now I do want to spend time with my husband and my husband's family too. Um, that is one of the things that I have to think about is now that I am married that, you know, it's not just, um, myself. There are people that I am connected with and I love and I want to build those relationships with on top of everything else that is going on i am also going to have my first anniversary with my husband um and i'm trying to do diy things because money is tight because i took 3 weeks off um without any um 3 weeks off of my day job without any pay um luckily people are helping me out i'm also having e-commerce sales kind of help me out too but at the same time it's not I'm not on my um, debt-free journey the same way that I wanted to. And that's something I talked to with Taryn It Up Posh. She was the one that I talked to um, or talked to for a really long time at Chili's on Friday. And it's just something that a lot of us... A topic that I want to talk about, which is a lot of people, you know, as on social media, you see a lot of rainbows and perfect lives and all these sales. But also keep in mind, a lot of people... Um, they're doing this to get out of debt. And the whole thing with debt, it's not like it's a, a thing where people intentionally want to get into debt. Um, debt sometimes is a unnecessary evil because you need to just survive. And a um, vast majority of the debt that I accumulated was during in college. And growing up and living on my own in Houston and sometimes family emergencies would come up and I needed to put stuff on a credit card and I needed to fly home or something would happen with my car. So life happens and I really wanted to start this year by knocking out more of my debt and getting on a better debt-free journey. But as I stated, there are things that happen in your life that are out of your control and you just have to deal with them in any way you can that doesn't mean that I have completely set aside, um, you know, all of the debt that I have to pay. I'm just not paying off my bills as aggressively as I was at the beginning of the year, and I might have to readjust some of the plans for next year too because of the debt-free journey um, that I. Set back or my plan was set back for this year, which is nothing wrong I mean life happens and that's what's one of the most fulfilling things about life is that it's a journey You don't know what's going to happen and for you to be able to problem-solve and execute in a timely manner Those are one of the things that makes you a stronger person. Not everyone gets to live a Instagrammable life nothing is perfect And a vast majority of the content that I put on my Instagram or on my social media is the truth. Um, I try not to sugarcoat anything. I'm just like everyone else. I work a full-time job. I don't have any kids. I try to maximize the time of not having any kids to help those who do have kids or do need help. Because, you know, we are part of a community. Whether you're online and you're just struggling or you have family members that are slowly passing away, or you have, you know, a marriage that isn't going well, or you just feel alone. Um, I'm here for all of you because I know what it feels like to not have anyone and to feel like you're struggling. So that's why I try to do these podcasts every day, or not every day, but every weekend, just to share with you that no matter where you are in your journey of life, that don't over... Um, spend or overthink your life based on who you think other people perceive your existence to be. Your existence should be focused on you doing the best that you can and to save the money and save your money so that you aren't constantly trying to keep up with the Joneses of and trying to keep up with the Joneses having these unrealistic expectations of how your life should be lived. That's not okay. That is one of the topics that I discussed with my family during this trip to Chicago because uh, my nephews and nieces, now they have consumer's ed. And that was a topic that we had discussed, uh, whether or not that's something I was taught in high school. And I told them I graduated high school in 2006 prior um, prior to the 2009 credit crisis. And as a result of the 2009 credit crisis, I'm glad that all these schools have decided to start teaching the younger generation better consumer education. And that was an awareness of teaching a generation to be more mindful of how to do stocks, how to have do banking. So, had one of my degrees is in finance and a lot I was looking at what my nephew was learning. And had I not taken some of my finance courses, I wouldn't have learned the things that they're learning today. And that is one of those things where um, I feel like financial literacy is really important. And yes, I'm in a position where I'm trying to clean up the mess that I made in my 20s. But that doesn't mean that going forward that you don't go and work towards getting yourself out of debt and then putting yourself towards a better financial path. It just means that, you know, yes, you are not... I'm really happy for the younger generation being at a better advantage than I was and for having a culture of making sure that you are not determined by your by your belongings or what you think you look like. You shouldn't do that. You should be more focused on how you're going to create a better financial um situation for yourself and I say this again because you know one of my relatives she is in hospice care and that's the reason why I was in Chicago was to help take care of her and then she is in her 40s and it's not like she's in an older age and it just goes to show you that life is too short you don't know if you are constantly saving for retirement will you be able to go and make it to retirement that is also that looming cloud that People are constantly trying to push towards retirement and a vast majority of people don't get to it. So I want to remind you that if there's something you want to do when you can, you are physically able to do so, try to have your financial backing and try to spend time to either go ahead and get on that, take a vacation, take a staycation, um, take some time for yourself. And that's why on my YouTube channel, I did have videos on staycations. Even though you can't leave the San Antonio area, try to get a cheap hotel, try to just have some time to yourself away from your home there are different ways to try to enjoy your life and it may be whether you only have two hundred dollars to spend or no, no money to spend there are free things that you can do in san antonio in your local city whether it's trying to volunteer so you can get into an event for free and or you can also go and take advantage of free days at museums in your city. There are things that you can do to help you on your financial journey. And I'm sorry I haven't been able to go ahead and post all the videos to show you that on my YouTube channel because I have so much going on. But I, being able to talk to all of these different people and, you know, in my family, we have varying um, religious and political views and societal views and But being able to have those conversations and being forced to have those conversations and keep an open mind because you we are family, it has helped give me perspective on different people's approaches to life. And I wanted to share it with you because no matter where you are on your journey, just don't feel that you are in a position to be down on yourself because you're not at this idea of who you think you should be or where you should be at this time. Know where you, you are, where you are for a reason. And continue to work towards the goal of being the better version of yourself So this week a couple things that I want to focus on. Um, I'm gonna to try to get some sleep is one of them I am so exhausted. I slept on the past three weeks. I haven't been sleeping well at all just trying to take care of um, Family time. I was sleeping on an air mattress and my allergies were really really affecting me on top of that I just really knocked out on Friday and then I had to get up early today to drop off my husband at the train station because he's taking the train to Chicago. So he's spending time with my family while I'm here in San Antonio. So it's a good way to keep someone in my in my relationship taking and spending time with my family while I'm here. And that's something I appreciate is having a spouse who supports me during a very difficult time in my life? So, thank you, Okay Cupid, for helping me find um, a partner that is just perfect for me. Um, and so, yeah, this week I'm really gonna focus on one: getting more sleep, eating better, going back to the gym. I have not been to the gym. I went to the gym yesterday. But overall, I haven't been to the gym in five weeks because I was sick for two weeks before going to Chicago. And then I didn't go at all for the three weeks that I was in Chicago because I had to do a lot of physical um, taking care of the house and taking care of my relatives. So I actually lost weight while I was in Chicago. And I also want to focus on getting my um, segment ready. And I want to focus on listing again and cleaning a house in my own actual home. There's so much stuff from the Poshmark event still all over my house. So I got to clean that up and um, yeah, there's a, there's so much that is going on. I'm really thankful that I'm back in my element, not trying to get in a corner to record this podcast. It feels really good to be back and um, I'm really excited to see what this week brings. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and leave this podcast here. I'm really thankful for all of you for listening every single week. And if you're not already following me on Instagram, please do so at SaveSellChanel. Also check out my um, my website, SaveSellChanel.com. It's available there now for you to check out. And I um, hope that you have a wonderful week and you find different ways to save and sell one day at a time.